My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Natalie Jo Bridges, she works as a secretary over in the Film Studies Department at the University of Memphis, and her boss, Dr. E. Elliot Bertram, he's what you call a film historian. That means he knows everything there is to know about the who and what and when of moving pictures, and he imparts this knowledge every semester to young people who fill his classroom. Then they leave with a head packed with knowledge and not one employable skill. But it keeps the professor solvent, so there's that. Anyway, it seems that in the course of his research, this Dr. Bertram, he comes across some long-lost photo plays what haven't seen a projector's light in decades, films that everybody thought had disappeared but turn up in folks' attics and old trunks and such. And one such movie was discovered right here in the Mid-South, in a boarded-up closet of what 75 years ago had been the county jail, but is now a community center. You know, the kind of place where hardened cons once made license plates, but now the neighborhood shows up to learn square dancing and this thing they call the Zumba, whatever the heck that is. But be that as it may, this old-time flicker, according to Natalie Joe, was quite special. And that's because nobody had ever heard of it, even though it featured a legendary trio of funny men. And by that I mean the inimitable Moe, Larry, and Curly, best known to history as... The Three Stooges. That's right. So if you thought you'd seen every one of their motion pictures, you have not. Because this one, a two-reeler entitled Baby Bunglers, achieved zero distribution. In fact, it ended up being erased from the Stooges' canon, so that Professor Bertram was completely unaware of its existence. That is, till it turned up in that closet and ended up in his office. And he'd have been the very first to see it, too, and I say would have been instead of had been, because the poor fella came down with the coronavirus, caught it before he could look at a single frame of the film. So, with him convalescing at home, he entrusted it to Natalie Joe, requesting that she watch the thing and report back to his department. Well, she was all excited over that, for it was a rare responsibility. In fact, she was so delighted, she decided to make a what-you-call viewing party out of it. Invite folks into her living room, yours truly included, and give this slapstick comedy its first showing in seven and a half decades. She even brought over the university's own projector, a rare machine in this our digital age. And as her husband, Calf, set up the screen, one of those you yank on like an upside-down window shade, our host treated us to a little historical background. Like how this vaudevillian named Ted Healy invented the act, and the Stooges got into the picture business in the early 1930s. How their low humor attracted legions of fans, even as they were unaware of their own popularity. And of course, how they remain iconic to this very day. Well, you've certainly whetted our appetites for tonight's entertainment, says Irene Hopper, who spent every one of her 83 years in Trouveau. I'll say, seconds Reverend Wally of First Baptist, it might be a tad sinful, deriving joy from another's pain, but when those mischief-makers get to conking each other on the head and other places, I feel quite merry. Rebecca LaFont, who helps out at the Bible school, she let on that this was her first time seeing the Stooges. My daddy would never let me watch them, said she. 
He thought they'd be an adverse influence, what with their struts and capers. Well, ditch those worries and get ready to laugh, says Natalie Joe, because without further ado, the university and I are proud to present the long-lost Three Stooges comedy, Baby Bunglers. And with a turn of the knob, the projector sprang to life, its motor purring as the film unspooled. Hearty applause emanated from our small but enthusiastic group as the opening credits rolled to the tune of Three Blind Mice. But ladies and gentlemen, what came next? Well, some of you may know by now that there are certain things, some words and such that I don't say, especially in mixed company, because it's not gentlemanly. But in the interests of journalistic integrity, I'm going to have to say them here. So if you'd prefer to avoid certain indelicacies, well, you might just want to switch off this broadcast. I'll think no less of you, I promise. For here, ladies and gentlemen, is an exact description of what passed before our eyes that evening at Natalie Joe. Baby Bunglers, featuring the Three Stooges. Now, the first scene opens on a sign reading Obstetrics Department, obviously in some large hospital. Then we see an examination room where Moe, Larry, and Curly in white physician's coats are tending to a young woman in the throes of labor. Her legs are up in the stirrups, and there's a sheet over her lower half for modesty's sake. Don't worry, madam, says Moe. We'll have that baby out in a jiffy. And he reaches under the sheet and starts pulling. Come on, you little rascal, says Moe. Suddenly a spray of water shoots out and hits him in the face. Oh, a wise guy, eh, says Moe. Why, I'll... He begins to reach back under the sheet when Larry stops him. You're not doing it right, says Larry. You need a gentle touch. A gentle touch, huh, says Moe, and smacks Larry in the head. Go on, numbskull, says Moe. You try. Sure, says Larry. All you gotta do is reach in, and suddenly there's a loud snap, and Larry, wailing in pain, pulls out his hand with a set of false teeth chomping down on his fingers. What's going on down there, asks the worried mother-to-be. I don't think this kid wants to come out, says Moe. I've got an idea, says Curly. Then he opens a door that says janitor's closet and pulls out a big canister vacuum cleaner with hose. This should do the trick, says he, shoving the hose under the sheet. Okay, says Curly, turn it on. Larry hits a button on the canister. La-dee-dee-dee-da, sings Curly as the sound of heavy suction is heard. Suddenly there's a thunk with something clogging up the hose. Curly pulls it out and all that can be seen dangling from the end of the hose are two tiny feet. Then the feet disappear as a lump is sucked slowly down the hose and into the canister. Success, says Moe, as Larry opens that canister. The Stooges' faces register shock at the unseen contents. Yeah, exclaims Curly. Can I hold my baby, says the mother, unaware of the fatal results of the doctor's handiwork. Uh, surely, says Moe, and he hands the lady the vacuum cleaner. He looks just like you, says Larry. My baby, cries the woman. What have you done to my baby? Just then the head of the department walks in. And how are things progressing in here, says he. Look what they did, shouts the woman, holding up the vacuum cleaner. Why, you incompetent morons, says the department head, conking the Stooges' noggins together. That's the third baby you've killed this week. You're through. Finished. Then we see the Stooges being hurled through the air out the hospital doors. And stay out, shouts their erstwhile boss. You three shouldn't be obstetricians. You should be abortionists. 
sprawled on the sidewalk. Mo sits up and says, That's it. Come on, fellas. Next, we see that the boys have hung a shingle outside an alley that says in crude letters, Abortions, $5. Inside the alley, the Stooges have set up a table with stirrups along with another canister vacuum cleaner. Despite their preparations, however, the three look glum. Five days, says Larry, and not a single customer. Look, says Curly, pulling at his trouser waist, I'm starving to death. The only way you'd starve, says Moe, is if we sewed your mouth shut. At which point Curly sticks his tongue out at Moe, who then pulls Curly's tongue and lets it snap back, sounding like a cash register slamming shut. What we've got to do, says Moe, is get out there and drum up some business. How do we do that, says Larry. Just watch me, says Moe. He steps out of the alley onto the sidewalk and spies a lady with a large pregnant belly striding past. Excuse me, madam, says Moe, in the voice of a perfect gentleman. Could I interest you in a back alley abortion? Only five dollars. And with that, the woman slaps Moe across the face, knocking him to the pavement. I never, says the gal, marching off in a huff. Undeterred, Moe spies another woman with a large tummy and steps up to her, joined by Larry and Curly. Do you know, says he, that for only five dollars you can have a thin and attractive figure? And fast, says Curly. What do I have to do, says the lady. Just let us abort that baby, says Larry. And with that, the woman says, I'm not pregnant, and smacks each stooge in turn. Then she, too, walks off in a huff. There's got to be a better way, says Larry. Wait a minute, fellas, says Mo. I just had a brainstorm. You sure it's not just a drizzle, says Curly, followed by his familiar yuck, yuck, yuck. So it is, says Mo, offering his hand. Put her there, pal. As Curly makes to shake Mo's hand, Mo punches him in the stomach, pokes him in the eyes, and twists his nose. Oh, 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 exclaims Curly before Mo releases him with one final twist. What's your idea, Mo? asks Larry. Follow me, says Mo. And the next thing we're back in the hospital as the, snooges, as the stooges sneak through a door labeled radiology department. Following that, we're inside an x-ray room with our three heroes talking to the radiologist. You want me to help you with this crazy plan, says the fella? All you have to do, says Mo, is rig up a picture on the fluoroscope that shows a monster baby. Once we pretend to take a gal's x-ray and show her the fake freak, she'll be begging for an abortion. I don't know, boys, says the radiologist. I could lose my job. No one will find out, says Mo, and we'll give you half of every dollar we earn. Yeah, says Larry, that's 25 cents. Curly, in the meantime, wanders behind a fluoroscope, which shows moths flying around where his brain should be. Hmph, says he. Next, we're, in the, we're back in the alley, with Moe and Larry having set up for x-rays. Oh boy, says Larry, this should really bring in the business. All we've got to do now is drum up some customers. Out on the sidewalk, below a new sign that says free x-rays, Curly stops a young woman who is clearly expecting. Hey lady, says he, you want to see if your baby's a monster? The woman slaps him to the sidewalk just as Moe appears. What are you doing, you moron, says Moe. Try it like this. Then he stops another gal who's clearly in the family way. Pardon me, my good woman, says Moe. Could I interest you in a free x-ray? He points to her belly and adds, Just to make sure little Junior there is in the pink of health. Why, yes, says the lady. What a good idea. In that case, madam, says Moe, just step this way. Once their customer has entered the alley, Larry and Curly roll the fluoroscope machine in front of her. Larry switches it on, and Moe studies the revealed, horrifying image. 
Let's see now, says he. This is very interesting. Did you want your baby to have two heads? What, exclaims the woman, looking down at the x-ray? No, I don't want two heads. Really, says Curly. You know what they say, two heads are better than one. And I see he has sharp claws instead of fingers, says Mo. Great for opening pistachios, offers Larry. My baby can't have claws, says the lady. It's not so bad, says Mo. They'll go great with his long lizard tail and fangs. Oh, good heavens, says the gal. I couldn't possibly raise such a child. I'll have to get rid of it. Well, says Mo, I suppose we could take care of that for you for just 50 bucks. Very well, says the lady, opening her purse and handing Mo a wad of bills. It's worth it to get rid of this monstrosity. Mo, Larry, and Curly then form a huddle, marveling at the dollars in Mo's hands. Hot dog, says Larry. Fifty smackers. Okay, gentlemen, says Mo. Let's abort that baby. While Mo and Larry help the woman onto the table, Curly turns on the vacuum cleaner. At first, however, nothing happens, so he brings the hose up to his face. Hmm, says he, it's not working. Of course, that's when the device springs into action, sucking in his nose and practically pulling off his face. Quit fooling around, says Mo, as Curly finally extricates himself. He then hands the hose to Mo, who puts it under the lady's dress. Don't worry, ma'am, says Larry. We'll have that little troublemaker out of there in a jiffy. Oh, oh my, cries the woman, what's going on? The stooges hear something hit the end of the hose and pull it out. As it so happens, it's one of the lady's internal organs. A kidney, in fact. Yeah, exclaims Curly. If at first you don't succeed, says Mo, and he sticks the hose back in. There's another thunk, and the boys remove the vacuum again. Look, says Larry, and we see the woman's distended baby belly shrinking back to normal. We got it, says a triumphant Mo, as a baby-sized bulge makes its way down the hose and into the canister. Pleasure doing business with you, madam, says Larry, as he and Curly help her off the table. Be sure to tell your friends about us. Oh, I will, says the lady, holding her stomach and bracing herself against the wall as she hobbles away. I'll send all my friends here. She then exits the alley and, out on the sidewalk, collapses in a heap. The radiologist walks by, giving her a glance before he himself enters the alley. Hello, boys, says he. Hiya, Doc, says Curly. Say, Doc, says Mo. The x-ray worked just great. It looked just like a real monster. But that's what I came to tell you, says the radiologist. I didn't have time to rig up a fake image. You mean, says Mo? And he, Larry, and Curly look behind them to see the vacuum canister bouncing up and down as some growling thing inside tries to get out. With that, the three stooges run from the alley and down the street, making their signature cries of terror as they race away. Fade out. The end. Well, the photo play now over. I can assure you that we all sat in silence. Sat and sat, the only sound being the snick, 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 as the tail of the film came loose from the top reel and was carried round and round the bottom one. For Natalie Joe, she was too stunned even to turn the projector off, you see. Then, after a few moments, Reverend Wally coughed a mite and, looking quite pale, says, I really like them in Have Rocket Will Travel. Remember that one, Have Rocket Will Travel? That was funny. Were there any terminated pregnancies in that one, asked Rebecca LaFont. I don't believe so, says the Reverend, but if there were, it was far fewer. I'm confused about one thing, says old Irene Hopper. Why were they running away at the end? 
Well, um, I guess, says Natalie Joe, because they thought there was a fake monster on the x-ray, and turns out they just sucked a real one out of that mama's belly. Oh, says Irene. Oh. And then she began to laugh. And I mean laugh hard. Those stooges, says she, barely able to catch her breath. They're always full of tricks and fun. Strange sense of humor, that Irene. Strange sense of humor. Yes, sir. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>